0: Hello, let's have a mystical conversation, the kind where we lose ourselves in the wonders of divine mysteries, share dreams from the other side, intuitive nudgings and soul mission yearnings. Hello, I'm Sue Frederick, your host for today's mystical conversation. I'm the author of eight books, including I See Your Dream Job and Bridges to Heaven, True Stories of Loved Ones on the Other Side. I'm a lifelong intuitive and master numerologist, and I'm very close to becoming a unity minister. And for the past 20 years, I've made my living coaching people with intuition, numerology, and mystical conversations. I've helped thousands of clients remember their soul's mission, find their purpose, and create a life that fulfills them emotionally, spiritually, and financially. I'd love to do a phone session with you. Just visit my website, www.suefrederick.com. And today we have the most wonderful guest. Her name is Dr. Patty Ashley. And um, let me read you a little bit about her up here. Hold on one second. There we go. Um, She is a a licensed professional counselor with 40 years of experience in special education, child development, and psychology. She owns and operates Authenticity Architects in Boulder, Colorado. And as a licensed professional counselor since 2000, the year 2000, she has counseled Hundreds, thousands of individuals, couples, families, and groups in private practice and for mental health agencies. She holds a doctor of philosophy degree in psychology. Now, the exciting thing is she is also the author of several books, including Living in the Shadow of the Too Good Mother Archetype. Love that. The other one that I'm very familiar with is called Letters to Freedom. That is about her relationship with the man who died um, a couple years ago, and she'll talk about that today. And her very popular book called Shame-Informed Therapy, Treatment Strategy to overcome core shame and reconstruct the authentic self. Well, all of that is very amazing. I also want to say, Pat, Dr., Dr. Patty, I hope I can call you Patty, that you're on the Cancer 11 Master Soul Journey. I'm a numerologist, and what that means is you're incredibly intuitive. That 11 number means you have a pure channel to intuition and divine wisdom, and the Cancer makes you a natural-born healer as well. And this year, you're in a one personal year, which means you're beginning a whole new cycle of your life. So this is really an exciting, Exciting time to be hearing from you and having this conversation. Welcome, Dr. Patty. Oh, hi,
1: Sue. That's so fun to hear that. I mean, yeah, my astrologer tells me this is the beginning of some pretty incredible work and that channel of wisdom um, and intuition. I'm grateful for and um, happy to be here with
0: you today. So tell us a little about your, uh, I have to tell the listeners how you and I connected because it's so cosmic. Um, uh, you know, Dr. Patty was dating a man, or actually seriously involved with a man named Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Freedom, um, and he was a widower, so he had actually come to one of my grief-shifting workshops at a big Buddhist retreat, Shambhala retreat, and I'd gotten to know him in that workshop, and he'd even um, shared his wife's departed story and sprinkled her ashes as part of the group ceremony, and he was in a relationship with Patty, and they had a deep, profound relationship, And then he died suddenly. So Patty, do you want to tell us the story from there?
1: Yeah. So he was an incredible man. And I know he really appreciated the work he did with you. He talked about that. And, you know, he had been married to Susan for 20 years and she died fairly suddenly too. She had a brain tumor and was um, within two months after the diagnosis, she had died. So it was sudden for him and... Um I had known Lawrence for the whole time I lived in Colorado 20 some years and had a lot of respect for him never thought about you know being in a relationship with him because he was so devoted to Susan. So about a year after she died, um we went out to lunch and you know that was it. We were we were on that ride and it was incredible for me because my story is when my father died of a sudden heart attack when I was 11. I um you know, my whole life in terms of relationship and God and and grief and all that's been this intense journey to try and figure some things out because it just, my father was such a sweet, gentle soul and it was a sudden heart attack um, and really hard for me. And I know it had influenced how I'd been in relationship most of my life with different men. And so when Lawrence and I got together, I thought that I had healed all of that. And this was going to be the brand new thing. <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm not sure we ever completely heal. So we we certainly did have some issues towards the end of our relationship that uh, for both of us. But it was such an incredible journey of being in partnership in a whole new way. And um, he was an incredible man. And so... On November 13th, four years ago, it'll be four years, um, I got a call from a friend of his who had found him on the living room floor, and he had died of a heart attack on the living room floor, just like my father
0: Gosh, Patty! I mean, every time I hear that story, I have to think about soul agreements, right? And Mm -hmm. about the beautiful love your father and Lawrence have for you, that they were willing to take you on that journey of healing and give you the gift of grief for truly opening and healing your heart. Right.
1: And I remember thinking at the time, and it's still, you know, a thought that I have is, well, he really wanted to help me heal from losing my father, but I didn't think it was going to be this way. So,
0: <laughs> I know. Isn't it funny? We always think we understand the lesson and how it will arrive, and then it comes in a completely different way. <laughs>
1: completely. And boy, if you want the two by four, that's the way to do it. Let's just go the hard way. So I thought, okay, well, I've spent my whole life trying to understand grief and grace and God and all of this. I'm going to allow myself to be in grief um without worrying about, because I was told when I was younger to get over it, move on. He's in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no conversation. And so what I learned is you have to tell the story a hundred times at right. least to get through grief. And I've also have a deep spiritual belief that, you know, he's with me still, which helps. And yet the psychological grief is intense. And so I wanted to give myself permission to feel, Feel the feelings as they were coming up. So I was very aware of, you know, some of the shame around having to not talk about my grief when I was a child and trying to figure out who are the supportive people I can, Tell my stories to, and so I sat down at the computer and started writing the stories because I was, I was like trying because I am very intuitive, you know. You you read my numerology, and he, so was he. You know, we were so psychically in tuned. and I thought, how could we not know this was going to happen, right? <laughs> and so I wanted to find a sign, and so I started writing stories about our things we had done together, and was just trying to see if there was a clue ever. And you know, I suppose there were, you know, and I think part of our, you know, kind of taking a little bit of break in the end of the relationship was helpful for me because, yeah.
0: Yeah. um,
1: it, it I had already done some grief around, you know, not being sure if we were going to be able to really work out the the. The glitches that we were yeah
0: well you know i'm a firm believer in the soul agreements that our conscious mind doesn't know and we can't know those agreements in our conscious mind or we would run in terror if we understood what our real agreements were so we have to have our conscious mind not aware, but our soul is aware. And so, you know, you guys broke up on purpose, because you couldn't go together any further and then have him cross over because the grief would have been so much harder even than it was as it unfolded for you. So that's another one of his gifts to you. And the other thing is, you know, you've had so many losses and deep understanding and deep wisdom and psychology doesn't give much credence to the mystical. And I'm just wondering if you have felt the presence of your departed father and of Lawrence and if you can talk about those experiences.
1: Absolutely. And here comes my kitty. If you hear a little meow in the background, it's um, (laughs) her. She wants to join in the conversation. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when my father died, and I write about this in the book. So the stories I sat down and wrote after Lawrence died ended up being um, this book, Letters to Freedom from Fear to Love to Grace, because Lawrence was also working on a curriculum called From Fear to Love to Grace. Because after he lost his wife, he, he really felt his heart open in a really deep way to something he'd never experienced before. And so I sort of am continuing that legacy Um, because that is the grace is knowing that they're always with us. I, I believe, Mm -hmm. and I know, you know, my father would come to me in my dreams when I was young and it was very, um, comforting, but then Mm -hmm. disturbing when I would come fully awake and go, Oh, that was just a dream. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually the dream stopped and then, you know, he comes to me every now and then, not very often in my dreams, but Lawrence, on the other hand, I'm a little, um, ticked off at him because he hasn't shown up lately, but he, so I had a dream the other night and I, and I woke up and it wasn't him directly, but it was something in the dream and I can't remember it right now, but he, I heard him say that was me, you know, and so he's not, and I also am hearing him say, you know, he's one, he really wants me to move on and, you know, he's so, and I, and I feel that that's time for me, it's four years now, but. Golly, when he first passed away, the dreams Sue were so beautiful. Can you Um, share?
0: Can you share? Yeah,
1: yeah, and because I, I believe so much in visitation dreams that you know I had no doubt. Um, And one of the most profound ones that I will never forget is I was um, I've been doing training for this uh, continuing education company for four years, and um, I. I got a call shortly after Lawrence died from this company to see if I would teach for them. I had written them proposals and they had turned me down, but they said, Hey, you know, maybe you might want to do something with shame with us right now in a different way than you had proposed. I said, sure. And I thought Lawrence may have had something to do with that because Mm -hmm. it was interesting how that happened a few months after he died. So then I filled in for another presenter um, and drove to California to happen to be on what would have been Lawrence's birthday and so the first night before I was getting ready to do this training, and I was really nervous because these are licensed clinicians, you know, with all kinds of brainy
0: uh, mm-hmm. degrees.
1: <laughs> and I was I was kind of on the fly for another instructor in this case. And um, I was in the hotel room and I had a dream, but I believe it was well, let me tell you the dream. So the dream was he was, he was laying in bed with me, you know, behind me, spooning me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I could feel him really feel him holding me. And um, I was afraid to turn around and look at him because I was afraid he, it would, he would go away. Mm-hmm. Cause I knew mm-hmm. that he had died in the dream and I, and I was in this you're here. And he says to me, he says, I'm really here. I'm really, really here.
0: <laughs> and I know as you tell that story that it was one of those experiences where you were lifted above the ordinary reality and you really felt his presence. You, It was a different experience than just being here in the physical realm. Is that true?
1: Yeah, it was incredible. And I even wrote a song about it. You know, I am here. I'm really here. Um because it's, it, it was so profound, because, you know, I mean, I think there's so much more that we don't know right now in terms of, you know, uh, by locating and, you know, becoming mm-hmm. form. And, and, you know, I think we're really limited in what we do as humans. Now, Um, I feel like we're going to evolve into being more able to um, have those kinds of experiences. But mm-hmm it it was so comforting and so amazing i just yeah i well, yeah it was you know i write ri-
0: patty i write about this experience i had with my departed husband that is so similar i have to share it it was the night after paul had died i was 29 Um, my readers know that my husband died of colon cancer when I was 29. And um, we had tried to keep him alive for a year. And we'd had all these mystical experiences as he was getting closer to his departure. And on the night he died, I had come back home to my little apartment. I'd gotten in bed. And it was the bed that I had shared with Paul. And at two o'clock in the morning, I was Awakened by the presence of Paul, spooning me to, m- to my backside, just as you described, and I could—I right. f- could feel pa- um, Paul's. I always called him his fuzzy legs, you know. I always loved oh, feeling oh. his fuzzy legs, and I could feel them right up against me. And he was just wrapping me in so much love, and I was like, "Oh, he's here, you know. He's with me. I'm." S- all the rest of that must have been a bad dream he's here and at that moment a being in in white who at first in my monkey mind i thought was a nurse and now realized was an angel or a divine guide reached over me and tapped paul twice on the shoulder and he disappeared. In other words, he was being guided that he was not allowed to stay too long in the physical realm when he had just first crossed over. And what I have believed to be true is that when the soul first crosses over, they are guided to ascend to the highest realm so they don't get stuck on the lower astral realms. And... Uh, And then as they get strong in that divine realm consciousness, they're able to come back and visit us and take form for us. No matter when they've reincarnated, it doesn't matter. They can still, you know, time and space is happening all at once, according to quantum physics. So when you call out to Lawrence, or when I call out to Paul, they can travel through time and space and give us the love and the message and the healing that we need.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I believe he's with me. I don't understand. I think that's the mystery. We don't really understand how that works because we're so linear and we want to try and figure it out. And I think again, that's the grace. You know, it's like just no- knowing that we're all one. We're not separate. We're all connected, and mm-hmm. and there is a way that
0: we are always with our
1: loved ones. You know, um,
0: absolutely. And so, how will that awareness and those mystical experiences? um feed your future work with clients and with books and with speaking?
1: Oh my gosh. Um tremendously because, you know, he was my biggest cheerleader. I, I'm an introvert and, you know, I write books and I love to do trainings, but uh, you know, if, if you know anything about INFJ and the Myers-Briggs, we're the most intuitive. We, you know, Carl Jung was an INFJ. We go in our in our minds and we are, love creative ideas. And the thing is, we have so much going on inside of us that, you know, we have a lot to share with people. But then that crosses over the realm from introvert to extrovert. <laughs> and Lawrence was, and I'm not, and Lawrence was. So he was quite a ham. He loved to get up in front of an audience. So I think he's kind of holding my hand, getting me out there. I think that's why he showed up that night, you know, to say, I'm here with you, because I was terrified to do this first training for this large company. And Mm -hmm. now I just ended up doing a one online um, last week for the company, and I've written a book for them. And so lots happened in the past four years with my work. It's leaps and bounds growing and hopefully continues that way. And yeah, I feel like I hear him, you know, just cheering me on. Um, And, and I had a reading with a intuitive friend of mine after he died. And that's what she said he was saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I am will be applauding you, you know, along the way. So.
0: And, you know, Lawrence was a five-path soul. I remember that from doing his chart. And, you know, that's all about taking the stage and being charismatic and fearless. And you're right. I mean, he's trying to take you into that energy so that you can do it without fear.
1: Yeah, yeah. And especially now in this pandemic, I really feel called to really... Um, I say come out of the closet, but kind of, you know, just just stop playing small and really share some of the wisdom um, of, you know, as I move into the uh, crone stage, you know, of my life and the wisdom I really want to share with people on how to get through hard things Mm -hmm. because I've had quite a lot of hard things. And um, so he's with me. I know.
0: So Patty, lifting up above your life story for this lifetime that's been so powerful and had so much loss and so much wisdom, how would you look at your life, you know, looking down at it from the soul's perspective and say, here's what I came to learn? What would you say? Patty, are you there?
1: Yeah. You can't hear me?
0: No. no. I didn't hear you for a minute. So now I can hear you.
1: <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I said, you're. I'm never alone is probably the big lesson because the when I was starting my grief work, having lost my dad when I was 30, I went into therapy and realized I had some unresolved grief. And I went to see John Bradshaw, and I loved his work and on the, on, you know, family systems and shame. And um, he did a uh, meditation and he had us meet with someone and sitting across from us in a chair and it was my father and what he asked, what's the message this person has. And I heard my father say, you're never, ever alone.
0: Ah, oh, beautiful. And
1: so that has really stayed with me all my life. And then when Lawrence died, um, when I was at his house r- shortly after the corner had come and a friend of mine was sitting with me in the living room and we pulled an angel card and um, the card said to listen. So I closed my eyes and that's what I heard Lawrence say, you're never, ever alone. Oh. And so and I think that's it, right? We're never alone. We feel that's like right. we are,
0: so that has to be a new book for you, Patty. <laughs> uh, you're never ever alone. Uh, yeah, could be. I like it. I have
1: I have lots of books in me soon. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So thank you so much, Patty, for sharing your beautiful story. I know it will really help people heal, especially because you have a PhD in psychology. So you come from that discipline that, you know, the whole school of psychology that isn't quite sure how they feel about the mystical world. And yet here you are able to walk in both worlds and really use your gifts to heal and uplift people who are grieving. Well done, Patty. (laughs) Well, thank you, Sue. And I I
1: think I've always tried to figure out how to integrate both of those worlds because they've especially, you know, when I started the work, were very very uh, separate. And I feel like they're, they're really uh, joining a little bit more. But still, there's a lot of people in, in the field of psychology that won't go there because they think it's psychotic
0: or something. So well, you know, wait, and wait like... until they lose a loved one and their loved one comes to visit them, and then they'll change their thinking. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll see. So yeah, yeah and I'm going to
0: Hey, Patty, I guess the internet isn't cooperating today. I keep losing you. Uh, can you hear me, sweetie? All right. So um, Dr. Patty Ashley is our guest. And if you'd like to visit her um, her website, you can actually Google Patty Ashley, P-A-T-T-I-A-S-H-L-E-Y, Patty Ashley. And... Um, As we said, she's the founder of Authenticity Architects in Boulder, Colorado. And until we meet again, this is Sue Frederick having a mystical conversation with you. And you can learn more about my work at suefrederick.com. Thank you.